What are we going to play? <clears throat> what do you mean? Uh, oh, I don't know. I haven't figured it out yet. Uh, hey, everyone. So this is uh, DJ Omar Khan, and I am the imaging director of The Kevin and Bean Show, along with the producer of The Morning Show, Dave the King of Mexico, here. Me, Dave, the King of Mexico. And uh, <laughs> to be honest with you, what happened this week is that my uh, babysitter got in a car accident, so I'm not going to be able to record a full B-Team episode, but we didn't want to leave you hanging. So we're just going to do a small little abbreviated um, podcast for you guys where we're just going to insert audio, and we're just going <laughs> to cut lines in and out. So we're going to do a little chit-chat right here, and then uh, later on in the show, if you don't hear us stopping the clips like some of you guys get mad at me for, uh, it's because we're just inserting, we're just dropping down the audio for your enjoyment. Hey, look- like they always want the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. That's the most behind the scenes you're going to get is, yeah, we're going to say some and then we're going to play some and then put it together. So that's what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to kick things off by talking a little bit about uh, Dave's weekend at Coachella, which uh, I always like this because we're so limited on the air. We can't really dive into what really goes down at Coachella, like, yeah. you know, uh, because everything needs to be limited to like eight minutes. So I want to hear what happened to you, Dave. And uh, did you have a good time? Dude. Did, did I say that all poorly? <laughs> did you have a good time? No. Tell us about Coachella, Dave. No. Ah, <laughs> uh, dude, Coachella was awesome as always, except, you know, a lot of the people that I saw weren't very good, you know? But I still had a great well, that's, time. That's so disappointing because, like, shouldn't this be about the music and seeing real, new, great upcoming artists or established artists i mean the yeah, obviously I mean, the beyonce's of the world are going to kill it yeah, and all the headliners but i'm really disappointed in coachella of the new era because of that reason well listen sometimes you see all these new people they're not always going to be good they're not always going to be your taste the mm-hmm. people i saw were not my taste so i'm not saying like they who? were i'm not saying they were terrible cuz like okay. for instance sizza sizza a lot of people loved her I wa- she had so much hype on her, and I wanted to see her. So I go see her, and I could see the talent. I could see her performing. I could hear the talent. She has a fantastic voice. But to me, it was boring. Her set was just boring. The best part about her set is when she was wearing coveralls to start the, the show, and then she took them off, and she couldn't get them off her legs. So she looked like a little kid singing with, <laughs> with her overalls, you know, wrapped around her ankles. You know, then she brings out Trippy Reed, who's possibly one of the worst Ah, good old Trippy Reed. That's Trippy Reed right there. You know, and it's like, it was terrible. So, you know, we're in the viewing area in the front and we leave because it's boring. And I waited about an hour. And as I'm walking out, what happens? Hey, let me bring out my friend Kendrick Lamar and plays uh, All the Stars, which I love from the Black Panther soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great song. So that, I mean, that part was cool because I really love that song and Kendrick came out and performed. So that was cool. But then that happens. So then... But you have to be honest, like Coachella has turned into more of a cultural kind of pop culture event rather than a music festival. It's no yeah, longer it a music festival. Yeah, it's a music. It's well, it, it says it's it right. It, it says festival. it right in the title: music and art. Yeah, however, yeah. get the music out of there because it's really not <laughs> about the uh, music. It's more about the people Instagramming from Coachella. There's hey, a, look at me. It's more about, hey, look what I'm wearing. There's you know? a lot of that. But then, you know, like um, another band that Megan Holiday told me about was called Dreams. And Kevin talked a little bit about it. It's the it's Daniel Johns, who used to be the singer from Silverchair, and Luke Steele from 
from Empire of the Sun. Mm-hmm. We Megan Holiday told me about them, and I was so interested in them. I went to go check them out. There was only about 200 people in this giant tent to go check them out, mm-hmm. and they were fascinating. They played like this electro fuzz shoegaze. Pop. Now you say fascinating. Fascinating doesn't necessarily mean good. No, it was doesn't. it just interesting? It was kind interesting, of like, and there was, was some is, songs. Is it kind of like I, experimental music? What kind of music? Very is it? much so experimental. A lot of keyboards, a mm-hmm. lot of synth. The dude, Daniel Johns pulled out a baseball bat and used it as an instrument. You know, and I haven't seen that since Arcade Fire, okay. where but they didn't use a baseball bat. But he was literally smashing the floor with the baseball bat in oh, rhythm. Okay, and you know, it it was very like not not techno ish, but but you know, it had that feel. So uh-huh. people were digging and dancing. You know, and, and all two hundred people, all two hundred people. And but, but they, and, the and, people and, that and, were there were correct digging me it. if I'm wrong. But this tent that they were in was a Sahara tent, it was a Mojave, Mojave tent. Yeah. And how many people can fit in that tent? To put in perspective, uh, a couple thousand. A couple thousand. Yeah. There's only 200 yeah, people 200 there. That's people. amazing. Yeah. I've never and, seen and it, and those tents was, that empty. Yeah, it was in the later in the evening. It wasn't like that's it insane. Was noon. You like know? you, you, you see the. Um, I think it's the Gobi tent, which is the smaller of the two dance tents. Yeah. That one sometimes gets you know 200, 300 in the later parts, but not that one. That one's a main edm like dance tent well it's it's one of them and then in this this time they had a lot of like hip-hop artists because they moved the sahara tent from where it normally was yeah and made it bigger okay and it was insane that that stage was just nuts any so, other highlights from the show uh for me obviously what i saw from beyonce eminem is always a pleasure yeah uh i enjoyed portugal the man i haven't seen them very often but oh I, they came out with the metallica song yeah right? they came out to metallica but the biggest surprise uh for me was jamiroquai mm. jamiroquai i was i pouted all the way going to watch them i, I have a you know uh my friend jerry yeah He's a huge Jamiroquai I, fan. I did not want to see them. I was like, yeah. I don't care. I yeah. just don't want to see them. And yet, I was there dancing along. It was just a big disco party. Yeah. Snoop Dogg came out. What? Yeah, Snoop Dogg came out and sang, uh, what's my name? But with the disco beat behind it. Wow. So he sped up his rap. And it was perfect. That's cool. And it was such a it was such a good time. Now tell us a little bit about the uh, scene that people don't usually get to experience, like uh, the Coachella House, the K Rock Coachella House, and also you know the uh, Neon Carnival or any of the after parties. Well, I, I, I spent very little time other than work on Friday at the Coachella House. Okay, you know because it's work, and then right. I, you stay there. Then once you get going, it's it's tough. Okay, you know. But I did attend a couple of parties. I went to the Kylie Jenner uh, Poppy party. Which was pretty cool, except what's Poppy? I don't know what Poppy is. Probably oh, her okay. makeup or something like that. Oh, okay. But that's just what it was called—a Poppy party. So uh, okay. again, you got to go to these parking lots, get on a shuttle, go to these huge estates. Right, and they're all in gated communities, right? Uh, uh, not necessarily, okay. but they're they're like away from the roads. Like, and it's like, like this hard was a, to get around over there because yeah. it's pitch black. Yeah, this was At a night, dirt it road. Sucks. This was a dirt road that I had to take the shuttle into, and then leaving. I couldn't get the shuttle. I had to walk back in this dirt road. Oh, but, dude. Was that Saturday? This was Friday night. Friday, okay. So this is, you know, happening. And the party was awesome until Travis Scott started performing. And it just became this terrible rap. Really? Just garbage rap uh, party on stage. And it wouldn't look fun at all. Did people dig it? No, because they everyone turned their back to the people in the crowds. Mm. But the one cool thing they did do was bring out a helicopter and this dude was putting a spotlight on everybody. But and and they were drinking until like four AM. I left at three. Yeah. Turns out that Diplo came on at four when he was originally supposed to spin <sighs> you at love two. Diplo. I love Diplo. That so sucks. he brought out Post Malone and Lil Wayne. 
Okay. So oh, I miss you know I could I could stomach those guys. Yeah, I could yeah. stomach those guys. I mean, Little Wayne. I, I actually like Little Wayne, so yeah. it was, I'm bummed I missed that. Yeah. Um, and then on Saturday night. We had to leave Beyonce early to go to this party that that's called the Tau Party. It was at the Merv Griffin Estate where this big mansion. The dude has his own lake. You know, they were serving pizza. And as Kevin mentioned, they had a weed bar. This is the first time we've ever seen this. A weed bar. They were just handing out joints. Really? Yeah, they're like, light Edibles them up. Edibles too or just joints? No, just joints. Just they're joints, like, okay. light them up right now and then we'll give you a case. No so way. You, you have to light it what up. What do you mean? So wait, wait, wait. So you had you, to light you, it up. You light it up and you get a case t- to take home? You get home? a case to take it home, yeah. What? Yeah, so you, you take two hits and then you put it out, case it up, and go home. Yeah. <sighs> what kind of weed? I don't know. Is it, it, they asked you if you have indigo or sativa, <laughs> but but they have like different Don't brands. act like this is normal. This is insane. Yeah, Are you I know. kidding I was, me? I was just like, and I said- I'll I took, have I took, both, I, No, no, no. I took Beer Mug's advice. I was like- Indica, uh, Indica couch, uh-huh. uh, sativa, sky high, or whatever he oh, was saying. Oh, like that. oh, wait, wait, yeah. So indica just kind of like indica, chills you out, right? Mugs, mugs, mugs is here. Hey, mugs. Speaking of weed, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's uh, that's the the common rule to live by. <clears throat> Excuse me, it's indica. Well, let's start off with sativa. Sativa, okay. sunny, sunshine. <laughs> Your Saturday morning, right? Okay. Indica in the couch. Okay, so you down. Um, which one do any of them make you? Because for me, smoking weed, I, I hate the paranoia. The paranoia was the worst. Which one is less paranoia? Uh, indica wow. is less paranoia. Yeah. Okay. Because, because you're going to be asleep. But. Right. And, <laughs> but sativa, you got to remember, the reason it keeps you up, it's more psychoactive. It's okay. more, it, you know, it's for the creative purposes. Yeah, I think for me and smoking is just never going to work. Uh, edibles is my, my way to go because I never get paranoid on edibles. Really? Yeah, that or if I vape, I'm good. Oh, vaping's the best. Yeah, or yeah. if I vape, I'm good. Yeah. See, now sure. I've gotten really paranoid off edibles, but that's only because I took too much. <laughs> yeah, I, I always say, whenever I am introduced to any kind of weed product, because I've been stoned to the point where I leave parties early, or I have parties at my house, and I got stoned, and I go to bed like at 10 p.m. You're like, because, night, yeah, I exactly, because I'm so paranoid. I'm like, no, I just need to, you know, uh, like I'm in the fetal position upstairs in my room, you know? Just, oh, yeah. It's super embarrassing. So, any more stories, Dave? No, uh, yeah, no, just stayed up to that party till about 5 a.m. watching Marshmallow, so. Oh, insane. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, but Sunday, had to drive all the, you know, I stayed to the end of Eminem. Drove home, got home at three o'clock, stayed up all night, came to work. Like a know, champion, like by a the champ, way. I bro. saw you Monday morning. You yeah, were a champ. I was, I was good. Christine and Mugs were a mess. Yeah. Oh my dead. God. I'm still a mess. <laughs> yeah. Christine's still a mess, too. Yeah. Mugs, what happened at the, the K Rock house where I saw a picture or like a. There's a video. There's video yeah. of Mugs shooting alcohol from a flamingo? Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. So uh, the setup at the K Rock house, they had all these like pink lawn flamingos that you you shove in the grass and they stand there and it looks like flamingos. So I think Cody, uh, our digital guy, he had cut one and fashioned one into a beer bong. And <laughs> of course I, he did. I, I guess <laughs> I love it. I guess after hi Cody, yeah, hi Cody. After that, uh, they coined it the flabongo. Ah, you see. So and it worked really well. I mean, uh, at the end, uh, some beer was stuck in the bottom because it wasn't shaped quite well. And I mm-hmm. bet you drank that after everybody. Oh yeah, I drank everybody's <laughs> leftovers. But uh, yeah, I did a couple of flabongos. Saturday night, I didn't go to. The, I only went to the festival on Sunday. So Saturday, Saturday day, I got to the house. Yeah, you know, free booze, free uh, food. Tell, tell me a little bit about yeah. the uh, driving the uh, janky van. Uh, Friday, um, Dave hit me up. He's like, "Hey, yo, man, uh, Jeff Jeff Fetterman wants uh, to 
have the van down at Coachella at the K Rock house. Would you be down to drive it? And like without hesitation, I was like, "Hell, drive it! <laughs> Hell yeah!" So, so I got the keys from the promotions office, and I took the van Friday night and pretty much drove it around as my personal vehicle from Friday night to Saturday. And um, first thing leaving Saturday morning, we're at Taco Bell because you got to fuel up before a big road trip, right? For sure. <laughs> and this guy comes pulls up to me and he goes, "Hey, man." Are you guys with really? Are you really with Kevin and Bean? I'm like, yeah. He's like, that's awesome, man. He's like, I'm gonna, t- I'm gonna graffiti art crew, and I just want to say that actually, that work is actually really good. I'm like, Kev dog got skills. Yeah, yeah. yeah he could cross people up. So <laughs> watch out. Yeah. That I was surprised by. Right. And then driving to Coachella on the ten about. Every 10, 15 miles, you got the random, yeah, That's the thumbs awesome. up. That's All awesome. Right. The janky yeah. van's becoming a yeah. celeb. I know. So. It's becoming its own celeb. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it made it, huh? It, it had, made it. It didn't like, overheat or it anything? It didn't overheat. The wheels stayed on the vehicle, but the only <laughs> thing is is... When you hit 80, anything over 80 miles per hour, the alignment starts getting all janky oh, and the no. wheels start shaking. Right. I did a couple Instagram stories about it, but yeah. But other than that, it was great, man. I and mean, it looked like when you get to, when you got to the K Rock Coachella house, you were about to bust some donuts. Oh in the yeah, grass. that's right. So I just totally just gunned it onto the lawn. People were just chilling and like, you know, there's a couple under a tree just yeah. having a nice romantic moment. Where where can people <laughs> see these videos? Uh, this video is either on my Instagram at KROQ Beer Mug or the Kevin and Bean at Kevin and Bean Instagram. You guys got to check this video out yeah. because it's like the weirdest thing. Because like like he said, people are literally just hanging out, having a good time, and then Muggs just comes like crashing like the eighteen. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm like, yeah. what is happening? He did a good job of that, except that you know I thought he was going to kick a flamingo because he was stomping yeah. through it and oh, he really? did it. So, so yeah, that's the thing too. Pussy. So I you know I, I hightailed it onto the lawn, was honking the horn really obnoxiously, um, and there were all the flamingos were there and couple people came up to me and said, it would have been way funnier if you just ran over all the flamingos. I was like, yeah, yeah you know, the promotions department they work really set hard. this up. Yeah. I don't want to. It would be real funny if you then, shut up. <laughs> yeah. And then another another person said, it would have been awesome if you just drove it right into the lake. Because there's a lake at the K-Rockers. Yeah, there was I'm a lake. I'm like, well, yeah. you I know. will say, that it would have been awesome. <laughs> I don't know how people here, like, you know, our bosses would have reacted. However, it would have been awesome. It would have been, awesome. been, awesome, been awesome. But I think the uh, fire beer mug thing really would have yeah, come true that day. So. Yeah. I was leaving on the on my uh, uh my exit video. I backed up into some flamingos Dude. and drug one off and it got stuck <laughs> under the bumper. There's a really funny that's at Kevin and Bean Instagram at Kevin and Bean. Yeah, check, uh, check the videos out. It's They're hilarious. all hilarious. Um, uh, one final note from the house though is uh this is something something happened that I have never seen before. Greta Van Fleet performed. Oh yeah totally I heard about this. rocked it. And after they were done Megan Holiday comes up and says, hey, thank you to Greta Van Fleet. I'm going to interview him in a couple of minutes. And if you guys don't know about Greta Van Fleet, they're the young guys, and the lead singer sounds just like a Led Zeppelin guy. Yeah. And it was his name? <laughs> Robert Plant? Robert Plant. Thank you. No, I like Led Zeppelin guy. Yeah. 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 I mean, um, I've only heard a couple of songs of Greta Van Fleet, yeah. and it's good old-fashioned rock, rock. music. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, so they're done. There's, you know, She said, we're going to interview him soon. And the crowd wouldn't leave and say, one more song. One more song. So the band huddles up. And they're there to play Coachella. Exactly. You know? <laughs> yeah. So they huddle up and they say, all right, one more song. So they end up playing a 15, one 15 minute song. He's all like, you're going to hate us after this. Wow. And they play, it was 15 minutes, their song. It was just one long jam. That's awesome. And it was bitching. That's and cool. Everybody dug it. Very cool. Very wow. cool. And uh, Muggs, any notes from the show? 
from the show. Do yes. you remember any of it? Yes, I do, actually. <laughs> I mean, so Sunday, like I told you, I only every year I go to Coachella, I go on the grounds less and less. But it's only, like I said, this year I only wanted to see Eminem. I wanted to see Portugal the Man, and I saw both of them. Great. During Eminem, almost threw down with this Mike Tyson lookalike guy. What happened? So I'm standing there, and you know how people at a show they're trying to like move oh, their yeah, way you up, shove, get pushed, right, but you shove, understand, hey, you're right. there, you're gonna, that's gonna happen, right? So without an excuse me or whatever, I just get like, sho- like I, I start to get shoved, like move out of the way, shoved, okay. but I'm like not moving, so I start. Get, so then he gives me like a kind of like a harder nudge, and he stops, gives me the craziest mad dog stare I've ever seen. And his girlfriend, whoever's with him, is like, "Come on, honey, let let's go." Like trying to defuse the situation. Yeah. But I was, and you're like, <laughs> I was standing. Me, I'm like a total non-confrontational guy. Yeah. I don't like to fight. I I always hear. But I was standing there holding my ground, my my chin up in the air with my arms crossed, like so. What? Give, so giving him a, a <laughs> nice spot to punch, <laughs> right? Like right just a perfect. Just I'm gonna lift my chin for you. <laughs> yeah. Like, Good job, mugs. What? Just totally mad dogging him back. So, so that happened? that was interesting. He, he kept on walking. He, he didn't want none of this. Walking, he didn't right. want none of this. Yeah. 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 Hold on. Yeah. So Beard Mug getting into a fight. You're very me, intimidating. Me hanging out with Cindy Crawford. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, tell that Cindy Crawford story because that's an amazing story too. Dude, uh, hanging out watching Eminem and I look to this left, to look to my left and there's this beautiful woman there and I was like, damn, that girl is gorgeous. By the way, Cindy Crawford's like in her mid-50s. Still looking good. Gorgeous. Insane, right? Gorgeous. Yeah. And then I like... By the fourth time I'm looking over, one, I'm pretty sure she's thinking I'm a creep and looking uh-huh. over. And then I'm like, I think that's Cindy Crawford. Right. So <laughs> I go, Because in look. your head, it's like, no way. No way. No way. She yeah, would be in like the super VIP area or yeah, something. Yeah, but she's with right. this dude who's carrying a, a bottle of Casamigos. So I'm like, they have to be someone because you can't just walk around with bottles and yeah. blue cups and, you know, uh-huh. sharing it around. And I look and I go, oh, there's the mole. It is Cindy Crawford. I was like, wow. oh, it's Randy Gerber. He's an owner, or he was an owner of Casamigos. Okay. But then he sold it for a billion dollars with George Clooney. Damn. So I was like, oh, what do I do? Do I take a photo? Do I? I want to ask for a shot, but it's Sunday. <laughs> I got to drive home. Uh, <laughs> you know decisions, what? decisions, Dave. I, I'm just going to leave and just leave it at that. So I left. So, yeah, yeah, probably best. Probably you best. But I should have took the shot. Or you yeah. should have asked her to touch her mole. See if it was real. No. I don't want to touch her mold. <laughs> I would. I just want to. Sh- I just wanted to say I took a shot with Randy Gerber and Cindy Crawford. That's great. But well, I mean, but that's the that's the fun stuff that. Happens it sounds like you guys had a great time at Coachella. It was yeah. good. I still have black lung though. You know, yeah, <laughs> you know what uh, uh, I did that weekend? What'd you do? I went to a kid's birthday party. Woo! It's about the same. Yeah, I got in a fight with my neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> you you went to Kidchella. I went to Kidchella. That's right. Oh good, very God. good. Mugs. All right, let's get into the show. This is where we're going to play the intro, guys. Come along now. Take a ride with the BT. Let's get together and take a look behind the scenes. Talking about, talking about Kevin and Bean. Come on, let's start the show. Everybody grab your Vaseline. The B-Team. Yeah. The B-Team. The B-Team. Oh, that's right. The B-Team. Baby. All right, hey, this is where we're going to play a So That Happened because Kevin's a dumbass. So that, so that, so that happened. So that, so that, so that happened. How did that really go down? We're going to break it on down. We hope to enlighten. So that happened. So that happened. <laughs> Let's start with Manuel and uh, Arietta. Hi. Arlita? Arlita. Mm-hmm. Let's start with 
Al- Alicia? 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 Hi, Alicia. Alicia. Hi, Alicia. <laughs> You're putting it up phonetically <laughs> now, and I'm still screwing it up. <laughs> hey, can you believe that, Kevin? He's such a dumbass. Oh, my God, Kevin. Why did you do that? Uh, keep doing what you're doing, Kevin. So that happened. So that happened. Um, okay, this is the part of the show where we're going to play an old clip from uh, Kevin the Bean Show, so enjoy that. <laughs> What's the clip, Omar? I don't know yet. We have talked about this in the past. You know, every once in a while we'll see a story about an old person who can't drive. Mm-hmm. Here's an 87-year-old woman trying to pull out of a handicapped parking space, crashed her car into a restaurant yesterday, injuring 27 people. <laughs> That is all bad. Twelve people were taken by ambulance to area hospitals just outside Winslow, Maine, some with serious injuries. Uh, Fifteen people treated at the scene for cuts and bruises. Her name is Marie Wyman. She is 87. She was having trouble pulling out of a handicapped spot. Her car lurched forward into the lobster trap and steakhouse at about 1.10 p.m. Her Buick sedan went through the restaurant foyer into the dining room, throwing tables, chairs, and people aside. Can you imagine you're sitting no. there and all of a sudden here comes Marie in her Buick? Comes an angry granny. <laughs> I mean, you know, here's the thing about uh, here's the thing about old people driving, and you know if you've seen them out there, and, and I'm, this is not intended to be insensitive because I'm sure you have a grandfather, grandmother that is maybe one of the most important people in the world to you. But you know, as you get older, you can't drive as well. Your and reflexes are just not, a lot of you people. The reflexes well. are slower. The eyesight is horrible, and they become. A real danger on the road. I mean, they really ought to have driving tests after a certain age. If you That's can pass, what's weird. If you can pass the driving test, you're in. If you can't, you get your license taken away because you're too dangerous. Because I guess the way it works in our state and most states is if you have not had a t- you know tickets or accidents, they just renew you. Yeah. Right? All you basically have to do is just send in the f- paperwork. Yeah, and you could be a horrible driver and get... I mean, I'd much rather be, be behind a 15-year-old. Than I would be a 90-year-old. 90-year-old people are very scary. Although, having said that, the percentage of accidents, you know, relative to the numbers of drivers on the road, are much higher for young people than they are for old people, even people Dude, in their 80s. old people scare me. Well, I understand. <laughs> there, I mean, because stories like this do come around, but there are, you know, millions of people in their, you know, 70s, 80s that still drive. We need to get somebody to come through Los Angeles and just take all the old people off the road. <laughs> Anybody after, say, 50. The difference Ow, with your can't st- drive anymore. <laughs> the difference with the statistic, though, Bean, is I bet almost all 15-year-olds are driving, whereas most 80-year-olds probably aren't. No, no. Uh, what I'm saying you is know. percentage. The yeah. percentage of accidents for people who are driving in their 80s is a lot lower. But there are lots of exceptions. There yeah. are lots of people like Marie in the Buick. <laughs> uh, car went uh, throwing tables, chairs, and people aside the restaurant. Car struck the opposite wall, breaking a plate glass window. Then she backed up about 25 feet and hit another wall before coming to a stop. Then uh. she backed up? Yes. <laughs> Oh, God. my God. From the outside, it didn't look so bad, said Fire Chief William Page, but inside the restaurant, it was a total disaster. Oh. So I guess uh, Marie Wyman, 87, may want to reconsider her main driver's license. Jeff in Irvine, hello. Hey, what's going on? You I tell you us. I guys are on something. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I read something uh, a couple months ago that said that um, in the next seven years that more than 50% of our population in the United States will be over 65. Yeah, there's a definite graying of America. I mean, we already have like 120,000 people in this country, over 100. And and they're wow. expecting that to like double in the next few years. Right. Ninety nine of them are what driving. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Man, my mom's fifty two, fifty four, and I'll tell you, I'd be the first one in line to have her be tested because yeah. you know, run over curbs and trash cans. And it's for the, I mean, even for their own safety, you right, ought to have to exactly. take a test. My wife ought to have to take a test. Man, she's a horrible driver. All right, thank you, Jeff. All right. Speaking of hundred year olds, let's say good morning to Greg in Fullerton. Hey, what's up, guys? Tell us about your grandfather. Um, well, he's uh, 101 when he got his license taken away. And he lives up in Maine. How did he get his license taken away? Did they test him? 
No, actually, he drove up on the sidewalk at a police station, and they ended up taking his license away. Well, now see. He had to beg him to do it. How many years was he driving dangerously before he ended up on the sidewalk by a police station? Now, that's the question. I don't know. I think I visited him about 15 years ago, and he was driving about 30 on the uh, shoulder. So My dad is going to be one of those guys that they're going to have to come and take it away from him. Because he, 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 my dad's the kind of guy who drives, uh, you know, 35 on the freeway and needs two miles notice to, to switch lanes. Right. You know, my dad's 62. Wow. So who knows what he's going to be like in 38 years. You know, this, yeah. uh, they may not be in that many accidents. They, I bet they cause yes, a lot of accidents. It's possible, or too. It's innumerable, the number of accidents that they probably almost cause. Yeah. Where people slam on their brakes and just barely... They're trying to get around him. Come within an inch or yep. two. My grandma um, actually went with him on his 100-year-old birthday to go renew his license. Oh, my God. That's so <laughs> scary. Oh. You know, it's really sad because uh, how is Rodney going to get to do his show on Sunday nights? <laughs> you know what I mean? Take a so cab. I'll have to drive him. I guess I'll have to. People, we got to get the old people off the road. You know what we got to do? Here's, here's what we got to do. Eat all the old people. <laughs> The people of our nation don't see no obligation To fix a situation with the elder generation They stuffing up the nursing homes to overflowing yeah. But the problem keeps growing People getting jacked for their social security checks I detect that they don't get no respect So what you gonna do? A dilemma for the whole crew Open up your ears, I got an answer for you What's that? Open up your ears, I got an answer for What's you Open up your ears, I got an answer for you We got to eat all the old people Show them that you love them We got to eat all the old people Shove them in an oven We got to eat all the all the old people stick them in a freezer. We got to eat all the old we people. We gonna garnish up a geezer, gonna hack them, whack them, T-bone and stack them. Two, two by two. two on the barbecue rack. I'm talking Steve McQueen with the soylent green. We grinded up, up the grannies in the granny grind machine. The venerable animals, the ancient incredible burger. One bite and you know it's not regrettable. The agent, the antiquated, dilapidated, gonna get processed and then marinated. And now we go around, we cleaning up the town, we frying up the golden girls to a golden brown. We got to eat all the old Old people, show them that you love them. We got to eat all the old people, shove them in an oven. We got to eat all the old we people, we gonna eat them skin and all. We got to eat all the old we people, we gonna marinate with Jared. Talking O L D, a P E O P L E. It's always the first, that's the worst, till it become a tasty treat. We're talking E A T. Here we go, all the O L D. Let me hear you say E A T. What you say? O L D. Here we go, we got to eat all the old people. We got to eat all the old people. Come on. We got to eat all the old people. Come on. We got to eat all the old people. Here we go. We got to eat all the old people. Come on. We got to eat all the old You know exactly how I feel. A sandwich is a sandwich, and your grandpa's a meal. Now that may not be the answer for everyone. Don't ever play that song again. <laughs> uh, okay, guys, thanks for listening. This is an abbreviated version of the uh, B team. Keep those emails rolling in. I know we haven't done the inbox in a couple of episodes, but I do have a huge stack of emails. So keep those emails coming. My email address is omar at krock.com. We have DJ Sanchez at krock.com and beermug at krock.com. And also those Afroline calls. We are still compiling a bunch. Uh, give us a call 323 520 AFRO. This is the B team. Baby! <laughs> <laughs> The B team, yeah. The B team, the B team. Oh, that's right. The B team, baby. Boom! That's it, suckers. That's oh, how wait. you do a rushed one. Should we do a bonus track too? Sure, why not? This is a bonus track. <laughs> People are gonna hate us.